bold, courageous, strong, confident, successful, carrying value and substance. This is for us to arise from a broken place. This podcast is about rewriting chapters of our lives to reflect greatness because creation is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of a sons and daughters of God. Here we are. We will rise. And you'll be with me. Praise Gwambe. The most confident, resilient, and such aspiring woman that I know. So today, ladies and gentlemen, I have with me Kate Kujariwa. Hey, Kate. How are you? Hey, hey. I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm so glad to have you here, honestly. Pleasure is all mine. I'm delighted that you could have me. So first of all, apart from my cliche intro, how would you describe yourself? Well, I think I would describe myself as someone who knows who she is, who knows where she wants to go, and who knows how to get there, and will do everything possible to get there. In a nutshell, that's what I would say. Wow, I am mind blown already, and I am sure (laughs) this conversation is going to be one of a kind, because why? I hope so. I hope so. All right, so first of all, how has your journey been on self-esteem and for you to actually come to a place where you're teaching other people about this topic? What is it about you that just makes you, you know, want to do this? Well, you know, uh, truth be told, I really didn't know the word as uh, self-esteem in itself, but growing up, I had always been very assertive. So I was the person who always knows and she knew what she wanted to do and what she wanted to be. And sometimes um, I was very aggressive in trying to get what I wanted to get. As a result, I ended up stepping on people's toes. But I was also someone who would want to see other people achieve whatever they wanted to, even as a young person. And I always wanted to help people achieve their dreams. I always wanted to see people do better. So I would be that person in a, in a group. If we're in a group, then I would be leading, you know, that uh, little kind of small girl who always is, is pointing into the direction. This is how this should be done. And so I've always been assertive. Now, growing up, it's when I begin to understand that, oh, so this is about self-esteem. It's about the opinion you have about yourself. It's about how you feel about your abilities and your limitations. You know, so self-esteem is not just about knowing what you can do. It's also about knowing what you cannot do. That's where the power lies. You know, so for me, as an example, I know I'm not strong in, in, in mathematics. As an example, you know, numbers freak me out. So because <laughs> because I know I know that numbers freak me out, I would never find myself in a position where I would want to to argue with people who do. Suffice to say, I will not allow someone just to push me under the table because they know that I'm not good with math. I'll still find my way and argue my way out because I know my limitations. So I know how to circumvent those limitations. So self-esteem is not just about having a big head, thinking that you're, you misknow it all, thinking that you can do it all. No, it's about a good overall opinion of yourself, how you feel about your abilities and limitations. So those limitations, even though math scares me, I'm not going to allow something else to block me because I'm not good at math. No, 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 no. I can compensate. 
you know so because i know my limitations i can compensate so for example if there is an, a, a job application that comes out that requires someone who is outstanding in math i will have to find a way of compensating if i know i want that job and nine out of the things that have that that that, that, that as requirements on that job i possess those nine things I'm going to convince the board why they should harm me because I've got nine out of ten things that they're looking for. So it's not just about uh, uh, taking your limitations and allow those limitations to say, okay, because I'm not good in this area and then you just focus on it. No, it's about those limitations and then you have a healthy balance with yourself and then you move forward so you keep building about your values and your opinions and your ideas. Um didn't you have any people around you that would maybe give you negative comments from people you know how some people talk uh yeah. tell confident girls that oh you're too much you're doing this too much a girl's not supposed to do that like how did you overcome that if you had any challenges like that that never ends that's what we should tell our listeners that never ends because people have opinions and they will always have opinions for example i have quite a deep voice for a female and whenever i'm speaking i really have to uh, especially in the morning my voice is going to be very very deep people always say you have such such a male voice in in a condescending manner in in a way to make me feel bad about myself but it is this very same voice that is very commanding and authoritative when i speak people listen so to me i took it as as a positive you know what is it about men that people see they think men are confident they think men should be listened to they think men abc are saying oh so i have uh, my voice sounds boyish well that's a good thing so i took that which they thought they are throwing at me as a negative and i used it uh, uh to to benefit me and then as well you know uh people would come to me and say you're too confident men would never you know you you'd never be approaching you're scary but you know i've realized that people like to work with people who know who they are people like to associate with people who don't second guess about what they want so it's about uh like i said i conquered that by throwing it up to them and say okay you said i'm too much but because i was too much i'm able to get this a b c d e which others would not get so it starts from way back when you know as a child people would not go would not get the courage maybe to ask for something i would say okay i'm going to go and try so i'll go and then someone will give me what i was looking for when others want to go and get it the person's going to say no you're getting it just because so and so got it so you see it's always when you do something first that you're going to get it so it's always about the strength and the confidence that you got. So yes, never allow those challenges to come your way. Some will even tell you, you know, you will never get married. Men don't like women who are confident. Well, I was not created for all men. I was created for a particular man and when that man comes, I believe he's going to understand me and take me for who I am. That's how much girl we need to understand ourselves. True. I've actually heard that so many times where people are like, oh, you're not going to get married when you have too much money. You're not going to get married when you're too confident. When you have all of this going on, you have this, you have that going on. The man is going to feel inferior. Let's, well, let's dwell on that a little bit. Like, what what is it about our society that makes us, um, that makes girls want to um, be small so that a man can appreciate them? It's it's all in 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 the mind, like you have said. It's a societal issue. It's a cultural issue, where they feel when a woman has more money, 
she's going to be hard to control. Yes, that's a good thing. No person should be controlled, not a man, not a woman. No one should be controlled. So, in fact, when, when a woman has got her own resources, it's a good thing on its own because it gives her negotiating power. It gives her value. When we talk about sexual harassment, we're talking about all these vices against the girl child. It's because a girl child is not empowered. And empowerment starts with access and control of resources, not of human beings. We should not look at controlling human beings. So I tell girls, you know what? You need to have your own money. It's a good thing. If a man is going to be afraid of you because you've got your own money, he doesn't deserve you in the first place. He doesn't deserve you in the first place because a real man is going to be gracious and he is going to be grateful that he has a woman who can hustle. Because you know what? Statistics show that men die faster than women. And it also shows that most women suffer after the husband dies. What kind of man would want their woman to suffer after he's gone and his children are suffering? No, no, no. It's only a man who is a coward that would, know, that would be threatened with a woman's success. But any man whose uh, faculties are functioning is going to respect a woman who hustles because that woman adds value not only to him as a man but she adds value to the community she adds value to her country so she's a woman we should all be proud of not a woman we should be putting down and just to add you know what girls should not just think they are on this earth to marry that's a wrong conception we're not just here so that our parents will raise us to be wives being a wife is a good thing. I'm a wife too, but that there's more to me than just being a wife and a mother. So we should train our girls. And girls, if you're listening, you're not just good for marriage. You're good for all other things. You're good for development. You're good for, 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 for a profession. You're good even to be president. You're, I mean, you, you can be anything, not just about marriage. So yes, marriage is good. If you want to be married, go ahead. Get married, but you shouldn't marry because you feel the need to marry, because society is pressuring you to marry. No, that's why we have so much abuse, because girls feel like I should stay, you know, married. If, if, if I, I don't make it in marriage, then I have failed. No, this is what we're talking about. Marriage should be your decision. No one should force you to marry. No one should tell you, okay, we have dated for four years. Now it's time to marry. You don't marry because you've dated for four years. You don't marry because you've been in a relationship for too long. You don't marry because you've finished your education. You marry because you feel you've met someone. You've connected with them. You feel you can complement each other very well. And it's a mutual decision. So girls, stop trapping men to marry you because they have impregnated you. You don't get married because you share a baby. No, that's not a reason to marry. So I think we really need to understand and be confident enough to say, yes, I've got a baby. I celebrate that God blessed me with this baby. This child is a gift. I'm going to raise this child, but I don't need no man if that man doesn't, doesn't appreciate and respect my womanity, my womanhood rather. And just to add, you know what? Girls should not just think they are on this earth to marry. That's a wrong conception. We're not just here so that our parents will raise us to be wives. Being a wife is a good thing. I'm a wife too, but that there's more to me than just being a wife and a mother. So we should train our girls. And girls, if you're listening, you're not just good for marriage. You're good for 
all other things. You're good for development. You're good for, 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 for a profession. You're good even to be president. You, I mean, you, you can be anything, not just about marriage. So yes, marriage is good. If you want to be married, go ahead, get married. But you shouldn't marry because you feel the need to marry, because society is pressuring you to marry. No, that's why we have so much abuse, because girls feel like I should stay you know, married, if, if, if I, I don't make it in marriage, then I have failed. No, this is what we're talking about. Marriage should be your decision. No one should force you to marry. No one should tell you, okay, we have dated for four years. Now it's time to marry. You don't marry because you've dated for four years. You don't marry because you've been in a relationship for too long. You don't marry because you've finished your education. You marry because you feel you've met someone. You've connected with them. You feel you can complement each other very well. And it's a mutual decision. So girls, stop trapping men to marry you because they have impregnated you. You don't get married because you share a baby. No, that's not a reason to marry. So I think we really need to understand and be confident enough to say, yes, I've got a baby. I celebrate that God blessed me with this baby. This child is a gift. I'm going to raise this child, but I don't need no man if that man doesn't, doesn't appreciate and respect my womanity, my womanhood rather. Amazing, amazing. Well, I really love that. And I really found that profound. And I've actually learned some things from there. I'm like, oh, okay, I got it oh. wrong. <laughs> it's really important. By the way, um, as we're talking about self-esteem, there's some yeah. people that I've had uh, in contact with that, where they've told me that, uh, you know what, sometimes I don't feel beautiful because my boyfriend did say I was, I, I'm beautiful. Or I don't feel beautiful anymore because this guy came into my life and cheated on me several times. Now that I compare myself with uh, other women and, you know, stuff like that, where they don't see themselves as valuable anymore. What do you say about that? I think the first thing for me is to ask, what is beautiful? That's the big question. What is beautiful? Or what is beauty, if I may ask? Nobody really knows. It's, it's some definition that we have put a burden on ourselves to think maybe through Hollywood movies, someone need to be this particular shape, this particular size. But no, that's not what beauty is. That's not what beautiful is. It's how you define it, you as, as a person. You know, I always tell girls, if you're not enough on your own, no matter the boyfriend you get or man you get in your life, you're never going to be enough because you're not enough for yourself. And when you live in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else, you know, it's, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. I remember a quote by uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. It says, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. So, it's not accomplishment because you've got all the titles, you've got money, but if you can maintain to be yourself. So it's about who you think you are. If you feel beautiful in your Afro girl, stick with it. If you feel beautiful like me with, you know, shave, you shave your head, then that's fine. If you feel beautiful with your Brazilian hair, that's also fine. We cannot be defined by one particular look. We are different and our similarities far outweigh our differences. So we really need to know that we share more similarities that should be celebrated and then that no one should define what beauty uh, really needs to be. So I think we need to be our own cheerleaders as women. 
look in the mirror, see your body and say, my body is not wrong, society is. So you can do anything, but if society is, is, is crooked in the mind, they'll still find fault with you. That's why you always find someone saying, you're too slim, you're too tall, you're too... Everything, we cannot begin to try to frame ourselves against society. So we really need to become aware of our thoughts and our beliefs and to understand that there are things we can change and there are some things we cannot change. And what matters is the core value of who we are. <laughs> and, and, you know, let me just also emphasize um, that the issue with most girls is about bust and hips. So everybody wants this hourglass look where they have a tiny waist and they've got big hips and they've got well-rounded uh, breasts and everything is... You know, I read a certain article and um, it says only 1% of women have the type of hourglass body that most women covet. You understand? We're talking about a small percentage of women with an hourglass shape so we are looking for we're focusing on the minors and neglecting the majors so if we're going to measure beauty shouldn't we measure it by the majority why are we measuring beauty by the minority so i'm just trying to say you know what girls whatever shape you are Whatever frame your body is, it's the perfect frame for you. Because if you, if you seek something else, I mean, you're going to be something different. And for girls today, if you forget anything else I've said on this program, I want you to remember, a man doesn't cheat because of anything you have or you haven't done. He cheats because that's what he wanted to do and it's who he is as a person. So a man is going to cheat because of who he is and it's his decision and you cannot control another person's actions you can only control your own so as girls let's take focus off of men and focus on us because we can't control what they do who they do it with if they want to cheat don't blame yourself for someone else's behavior it's them it's their decision it's about us now reacting and moving on and say i think I don't need this anyway. Really profound. I really agree with that because most times we beat ourselves up. Oh, it's my fault. Or maybe because she's better. Or maybe it could be the case where the other woman actually has the hourglass and you don't. And you're like, oh, it's probably why and all of this thing. And it's really hurting for, for women. It's heartbreaking for women to see themselves in the eyes of men instead of seeing themselves in the way that God made them in the way that they are. Exactly. So I really find exactly. it problematic as well. So how can one deal with low self-esteem? Uh, dealing with low self-esteem. All right. Like I said, dealing with low self-esteem is the other side, we would say, attaining a high self-esteem. So this is about how someone feels about themselves. Number one, if you're hanging around people who always talk you down, tell you about your flaws, then you're in the wrong crowd. Look who's around you. Stay away from negative energy. I always tell people, you cannot stop people from saying bad things or you cannot stop people or your girlfriends from saying mean things. 
But I'm, I, I'm sure you can stop yourself from being in their circle so that you don't hear those things in the first place. So it's about, okay, look, what bothers you? What crushes your spirit? What puts you down? You really need to look at those things and begin to check where do these things come from? They come from A, B, C. Cut it. That's the power you have now. If it's coming from Jane, that best friend of yours, you like hanging around with her, but at your own expense. And sometimes the people we like hanging around with, they are also suffering from low self-esteem. And they make themselves feel beautiful or feel validated by making you feel worse about yourself. Because then they think they are better off. So when you catch yourself from such people, the minute you stop hearing their, their, their comparisons, the minute you stop hearing them talking about your pimples, they talk about your freckles, they talk about your bad hairline, they talk about your, your bum, they talk about your hips, the minute you cut that out is the beginning because it's all about opinion. So self-esteem is about opinions you have about yourself. It's about thoughts you have about yourself. So it's about garbage in, garbage out. What are you hearing about yourself that's building an image about you? So you really need to stop hanging around people who bring this negative energy around you. And you really need to start to believing what you tell yourself. Speak to yourself. Tell yourself. I'm beautiful because you are. You're not just saying it because you have to. You're saying it because you're indeed beautiful. And you really need to say it and you need to believe it. And you really need to start doing things that, you, that, that will help you achieve. There is some pleasure that comes with achievement. So when you give yourself tasks, for example, if you, you, you pick a recipe on, uh, online and you try to cook or try to make something, the more we achieve, the more we achieve set goals, the more we feel good about ourselves and the more we build our self-esteem. And therefore, we are combating or we are fighting against low self-esteem. So you need to make sure that whatever tasks you do, whatever things you do, you're doing it and it's working for you. So it starts with those things that we call small. So you really need to set aside realistic goals and make sure you do those goals, you achieve them. The more you achieve them, it means... Um, you are now building your self-esteem because it, it works with the mind. It's a mind thing. So it's about doing things that work for you. But also picking hobbies that are good, exercising, it also helps with building your, your self-esteem. In a nutshell, that's what I would like to share with you. Really amazing. Especially the part where you say um, have goals and attain them. I feel like the yeah. more you, you set out goals and then you start to attain them, when you achieve one, you feel more confident about yourself. You feel good about yourself. Um, so um, let's switch it up a little bit and go to um, career-wise. Career what are some of yeah. the things that um, disadvantage you maybe when you're trying to attain a, a, a career in life, but... Yeah you have loss of esteem. What are some of the consequences of loss of esteem in trying to attain a good career in life? Thank you very much for that question. So on the professional arena, one really needs to build their self-esteem because a lot of uh, 
professions they require, for example, public speaking skills. These are skills one cannot use if you have low self-esteem. It will require you standing up in the presence of a lot of people, make presentations, make reports, facilitate meetings. So if you have low self-esteem, you're likely not going to deliver the best. And let's talk about even getting the job itself. An interview is a, is a rigorous process where people drill you and they want to see you. And if you, if you have got low self-esteem, you may know the things. You may have your degree. You may have even a master's. You might have the right qualification, but you will not be able to articulate. You will not be able to show who you really are because you have low self-esteem. You just feel like, no, I think I'm making a mistake. I think I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there too much. No, that's not how you do it. You go and you show them who you are. If you got your degree with a distinction, say it. Don't be economical with the truth when it comes to profession. So most women feel like, oh, no, I really need to be modest. I don't want to look proud. I don't want to appear like, you know, blowing my own horn. It's important that you blow your horn sometimes in the professional circles. So women and girls really need to go out there and make presentations about who they are. And also... You will find that in the professional circles, there are other people who just delegate their duties. They're supposed to be doing that thing and they push it to you. By the end of the day, if you're not assertive, if you've got low self-esteem, you'll just be saying, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. By the end of the day, you have a desk that is, you know, clouded and you're overwhelmed. You're not delivering on your targets. When time comes for appraisal, You'll be looked at someone who doesn't meet their, who doesn't meet their, you know, deadlines. Someone who is slacking, or because you were busy helping people achieve their goals instead of achieving your own. So you will see, it is only someone who has high self-esteem that's going to be able to say no. Thank you that you considered me to help you with this, but according to my calendar, I cannot do this at this particular time. If you don't mind, I'll be able to help you, but only after ABC. I'm not saying you don't, you're not helping your colleagues or your team with, with some of the things they need, but you should be able to determine when that, that, when that happens. You need to show them that you have priorities, and at that particular time, what they're asking you to do is not a priority because it's affecting with your core competences, with your core um, goals and activities for the day. So all the, the self-esteem, it really uh, cascades into everything we do. From our personal life, it goes to the professional. So even when you've done something, you were leading and you've done a good thing, you'll find one one colleague will come and get credit for it and you'll just be there sitting the boss doesn't know i'm the one who did it but i'm the one who did abcd i'm contrib i contributed abcde people are being promoted on your account because you're not able to speak up because you are allowing them to step on it's time that you stand up and speak out for yourself you will see even in some institutions where the pay is not standardized People have to negotiate for the pay. They need to negotiate for the salary. They need to negotiate for the raise. If you don't have low self-esteem, they'll just tell you this month, we have, uh, this year, we have considered that your post, we're going to increase it by 5%. And you say, yes, sir, thank you very much. No, that's not how it works. If you have high self-esteem, if you know your worth, you're able to negotiate with your boss and say, according to what I do, I've brought to the company ABCDE since I've been in sales and marketing. Things have improved by 20%. We have done this. We have solved this. I've done this. I've achieved that. Therefore, I think if you would, you know, increase with 25%, it's going to be a fair adjustment. 
That's something someone with high self-esteem can do. So it, it even shows when you apply for employment, don't just employ for the low jobs. Some people, they have qualifications. They have a degree, but they will apply for the small, small jobs because they feel they are not enough. They are inadequate to get the you need to trust and have that faith in yourself and apply for those jobs and show that you're a go-getter. And that's the only way you can uh, achieve more. Because how else are you going to know what you can do if you don't try? And there's nothing wrong with trying. If you fail, you've only learned one more way of how not to doing that thing. So next time you do better, next time you do greater, but at least you tried. Mm, yeah, exactly. That's really amazing, honestly, because so many people in, in so many women rather in Korea, they fail, they do all these things, but they're capable of it. It's just that they were not confident enough to say it out loud that I can do this. I can, you know, put themselves out there. So lastly, 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 what would you say to someone who's, who, who, who can like say, hey, I've been trying to, to be more confident, but I'm failing and all of these things. So what can I do? Or rather, let's just say, what should they take away from this conversation? Like what is one thing or two things you would like them to take home? All right, number one, I want to tell you, girlfriend out there, if you don't put yourself as a priority, nobody else will. Because don't think someone somewhere out there is there thinking about you, thinking on how to better your life. No, that's something you got to do on your own. So if you don't prioritize yourself to make yourself a better version, no one else is going to do it for you. So it's time you sit down, look at your life. What is it that you need to let go? Who do you need to cut off? Because some friends need to go this year if you're going to be better. So you really need to cut them out and focus on you, prioritize on yourself. Look at those limitations and weaknesses and cover them out. If you've got problems, for example, with public speaking, practice in the mirror. Record your voice, hear it, listen, and then make adjustment. Then begin to speak in front of friends and colleagues and maybe in front of your family. That's the way we're going to improve. But if you think someone somewhere is planning on how to improve you, you're wrong. So priority number one is you. Prioritize yourself. Number two, try. Most of us are crippled by the fear of failure. Face failure in the face by trying. If you don't try, you'll never know what you're capable of doing. Thank you. Wow, I am mind blown. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, honestly. I really appreciate it. And I believe that somebody out there is going to be inspired. They're going to uh, move from their comfort zone. They're going to be more confident because of this conversation. So thank you so much for what you're doing out here. And thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend to tell a friend. And make sure you subscribe and reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions and comments, leave a review. Thank you so much, Ablaze team, for your support. We are having such an amazing time, and I look forward to coming back next week. Arise, for your time has come. <laughs>